Well, how to protect after rising and falling and volatility in bond funds and bond portfolios. Bryce Doty joins us right now, Senior Portfolio Manager at SIT Investments. And uh, Bryce, talk to me about uh, this, this notion of using ETFs to start to sort of add some protection to a bond portfolio. Yes, we've uh, managed money for institutional and, and individual investors for quite a while, and we developed a strategy to help protect people against a rise in rates, and we found the ETF structure was perfect for it because uh, we're using, we're shorting futures and options on, on basically uh, treasuries, two- and five-year maturity treasuries for the most part. And wrapping that in an ETF allows anyone to just come in, buy a few shares of it, and they, they instantly are buying protection against rates going up. So it's a it's a easier structure than we've ever been able to do in the past for something like that. And your performance, I'm just looking at uh, 2016, down about 1.9%. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when, when rates went down, mm-hmm. it went down. When right. rates turn around and go up, it goes up. So it's had a, a great couple of weeks. And, um, you know, that's the way hedges are supposed to work. It's supposed to offset what's happening in the rest of your bond portfolio. So RISE is, uh, is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. That's the ticker, R-I-S-E. And talk about uh, how much it's being used or sort of how, who's using it. Uh, we find that uh, the very large institutional investors will already have their capacity or ability to go directly into the futures and options markets. This this vehicle is meant more for people that are they're not able to step in and do that on their own. Uh, so it's it's more of a, a lower to mid tier kind of investor that is looking to just um, you know have a little insurance on their bond portfolio, lock in some of the gains that they've been able to enjoy over the last couple of years and. Uh, so strategically, it's nice to just have some in there while y- you watch this uh, comedy unfold with the Fed's reduction in balance sheet, as well as uh, tactically move in and out. For example, the next time we're really going to feel this change in Fed policy will be October 24th, 25th, and 26th. Those are the next two, five, and seven-year Treasury auctions. And that's when the Fed is is going to be doing their reinvesting. Well, that's that's all going to change this next October. So, so right before that, I, I think tactically, I know we will for our clients kind of add a few shares of rise, and then maybe after that's over, you know, uh, let go of them. So, what is you know for investors kind of the key indicators to follow uh, in terms of your fund and what the performance will be? Is it Fed policy? Is it those auctions? Is it what? I think it's most closely tied to Fed policy because okay. when we first entered into conversations with our clients and they said what they're most nervous about, it it really wasn't didn't have anything to do with the thirty year yield. It was really just two and five year yields or anything that's gonna react significantly to the Fed. So it's it's customized for the people that are most worried about what the Fed's gonna do. Does it matter if the Fed goes slower or faster? It does. It does. So 92% of the Fed's purchases, the reinvestments in this last six months, have been in the two to 10 year maturities. If they accelerate the amount of uh, uh, pullback, it's it's really going to flatten the curve a lot more mm-hmm. than than where we're at right now. Two and five year yields will go up a lot faster. Thirty year yields might might just stay where they're at, frankly. And so you overweight in some and, 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 and lower the others, again, with that notion of sort of finding a band where there's going to be vol. It doesn't really matter what direction for you, just the time when it's, it's moving? Exactly. We have two, two primary traits. One is to just kind of hedge what we have, and that's just 
adding either shorting treasury futures or buying rise and then we have a second secondary trade where we will buy longer bonds as well as putting um, you know a short on the front end so the overall duration doesn't change the overall sensitivity to interest rates doesn't change but the curve flattening will will create a profit you know, it's interesting too, though, Bryce. Like I, th- I think about we were just ta- you mentioned that you know Fed policy obviously important, uh, and what's happening at the shorter end of the yield curve. Um, you know, I feel like in the last few years we've come into a new year expecting X from the Fed to be much more aggressive, and it doesn't happen. So I guess you know we could see that play out again next year, certainly. Well, well, it's really going to be surprising and difficult for the the market to really get a handle on it because some months the the Fed is going to be reinvesting $50 billion, and you won't even hardly notice that they've you know, cut back, as it were. But, um, for example, in September, they only had $11 billion mature in Treasuries. Well, they're only going to put $6 billion of that back to work in October. So, I mean, they're only going to put $5 billion back because they're cutting back by 6 right. So in October, you'll really see the market move and people will be like, oh, my God, you know, and hit the panic button. But, but then the next month, it might be completely different. So it's, it's a really odd As that comes down, every sort of every, it generally comes down over time, yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, Bruce Doty, appreciate it. Uh, the Rise Exchange uh, Traded Fund, uh, Senior Portfolio Manager at SIT Investments. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.